This is the Rugby Muscle Podcast, talking all that you need to become the best rugby player you can be. Now here are the Rugby Muscle Coaches, TJ and Alex. Yes, what's going on everybody? We are back with another Rugby Muscle Podcast. It is your host, as always, TJ. And no, what? I'm not joined by Alex. Um, that Alex isn't here, and for that reason, I get to play, you know, this old track here. All on my own for this podcast, boys and girls. If you remember, we used to do that every single podcast. I used to have to find a tune to relate to the topic of the podcast, but that tune just relates to the fact that for the first time, I think, yeah, I, I remember once I did a, a podcast, which is a Q&A, and I just answered a bunch of questions myself. I recorded it. It, sounded, it was about 17 minutes long. I got through about four or five different questions, answered them in good detail, and then I was like, nah, this is too weird. I can't do a podcast on my own. I always have to talk to someone because basically I'm just sat in a room on my own here talking to myself um you know my dog's in the other room my wife's in the other room i actually having to re-record this podcast because uh, my dog came in with a squeaky toy two minutes into the podcast and it just annoyed me so rather than just push through like i would have done if i'm talking to someone in a normal conversation i have to be a perfectionist because i'm recording this podcast on my own and yes um i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but we don't have a fact of the week because alex isn't on if I keep doing podcasts on my own, perhaps um, perhaps I might come up with my own facts of the week, or perhaps I might come up with my own little segment. But for now, we're just going to have me in a room like a weirdo talking to myself. But really, like in a few hours, it all makes sense because you are now listening to my voice, you know. But at the minute, I'm just talking to myself, and it feels kind of crazy, but we're going to push on. We're going to get through. And today, I'm going to run through a bunch of fat loss tips you know, real, um, I don't want to say basics because they're not basics because they're really incredibly important and incredibly effective. But these are the things that really will make the most amount of difference when you're really trying to get a good fat loss phase or you really just want to try and cut for the beach. Um, or if you just want to get in really good shape, you want to really finally lose, you know, that, that little bit here as people always grab the, grab at their little bit below their belly button. They say, I need to lose this little bit here. And Obviously, if you don't have visible abs, or even if you do, it's always good just to lose that little bit of extra fat. Um, when we're talking about for the rugby pitch, obviously it's good to lose that little bit of fat because it's that less amount of weight that you're carrying around the pitch with you. Um, you know, imagine running around the pitch with a five kilo weighted vest. All of a sudden, you take that off. You're going to perform that much better because you're going to be at a lighter weight. It just becomes beneficial, and obviously. We're all guys, except for you uh, one or two women listeners, which is kind of strange that we have. We're all guys, so we all want to look good. So there's nothing wrong with doing that. So I'm going to run through a bunch of fat loss tips. Um, and we're, I've written them down. We're just going to start it off now. So first one is real basic. And it's not like, you know, instead of eating white bread, eat brown bread. bread. We've got like a bunch of different like or I've got a bunch of different tips here that are like real 
meaty tips that you can use right now on a day-to-day basis and over time they will have an effect they won't have an effect tomorrow because that's not the way diets work it's all about persistence and consistency not about uh what you do uh today versus yesterday it's about how you act in the long run so with that in mind the number one goal is to set a number one goal and the number one tip damn it i've given it away The number one tip is to set a goal. So yes, we're talking a period of time that you need to set, say 12 weeks is always a good one. I wrote an email about that earlier today. Um, you You can do at least, you need to do a minimum of three months commitment. Now, whether that's like a good eight week cut and four week maintenance, which is another tip, which I'm going to get to in a bit. Um, or it's just a 12-week solid cut, think about a goal, think about how much weight you want to lose, um, make sure it's not too much, and actually write it down. And then what the act of writing it down really does ingrain it in your brain that is something that you want to do. It doesn't mean that you're just going to have a... It's like a thought that you sort of kind of want to do it and you put a half-ass effort towards it for a few days before giving up. If you just go through the act of writing it down once... That makes you think, yeah, this is serious. This is actually something I want to do. And then maybe you maybe you write it down every single day, and you know you write your, as you write your goals down in the mornings, or you just write it down once, put it in your fridge, and you say, look, this is my actual goal. I want to do this. Too many people, and the reason a lot of people don't get the results they want is not because they don't know what they need to do. It's more because they don't have the the commitment towards their goal. They give up. Everyone, everyone knows someone that started a diet. And that diet probably works and they end up losing weight for, you know, two to three weeks. But eventually, because it's not ingrained in their system, or they don't really make a commitment towards a goal, they drop off and they don't get the results they want. Now, how much uh, weight should you lose in, uh, you know, a 12-week period of time? It depends on, you know, how fat you are to begin with. And I'm not even going to get into the ins and outs of, well, if you're 15%, you should be losing 0.5 kg because it actually is hugely different. And if you're actually looking at body fat percentages, they are like wildly inaccurate and consistently inaccurate though. So they're a good way to use or a good measurement tool to use for your own progress. But for me to give out predictions based on body fat percentages just isn't going to work. So, um, just lose a weight like up up to two kilos a week is possible if you're but that's if you're really really on the larger side but a kilo a week is is definitely attainable and if you think about eight kilos in eight weeks that's a great uh rate of loss um especially if you keep all of your muscle and therefore strength with that that's a great way of doing it um and again um when we're setting goals People always say, oh, no, well, this, don't don't believe the scale. The scale lies to you. Unfortunately, it doesn't. The scale is a really, really, it is, it is only a tool, so it's not all that matters. But the scale is going to definitely tell you if you're losing fat or not. Unless you are uh, a newbie trainer and you've been training for less than, say, two years, or you're really on a, like a, ridiculously hard commitment coming off of maybe a period of time without training um still feels really weird talking to the microphone sat here looking at my laptop just talking out loud still feels really weird but anyway i'm going to push on um 
most people are going to see a dramatic decrease in the scale when they lose a lot of fat. Yes, muscle weighs more than fat, but the chances are if you're in a real decent fat loss phase, you're not going to be putting on pounds of muscle at the same time. It's just not the way the human body works. So, um, And it's in your benefit to try and actually lose weight when you're trying to lose um when you're when you're trying to lose fat because if you say if you think that oh yeah i'm just going to lose fat and gain muscle at the same time then you don't really commit to either goal and you, you, if you do that for eight weeks and you look at yourself in the mirror you probably look exactly the same your lifts probably haven't improved that much and you really haven't got anywhere so i would say commit to that goal commit to a fat loss goal or a weight gain goal We'll probably do weight gain tips in the next podcast on Thursday. But for now, yeah, stick to your fat loss goal and, yeah, push it forward. Next tip is eat for health. So a lot of people will try and look at the most special fat loss foods and all of this. But if you just eat a really healthy diet, so you get lots of vegetables in, lots of fresh fruit, lots of fresh veg, um, and just highly nutrient nutrient dense foods then you know the healthier you're going to be you're going to perform better and you're probably going to find that you can lose some weight it's just a little tip in there where people think that they're these magic foods that all of a sudden weight make them lose weight or they've got to starve themselves or be really unhealthy just to lose weight unless you're like a bodybuilder getting down to like three to four percent to get on stage eat for health and realize that it's probably one of the better ways of going about things. Um, let me just take it. This is something also I can do if I'm recording this podcast on my own. I can take a quick break to uh, check on my food that I've got cooked. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, it turns out it's, it's cooking really well. If you wanted to know, it's um, that rye bread, master maca, rye toast, and I'm going to put some cottage cheese on it once I'm done with this podcast. So, yeah, we've said you've got to set a goal if you really want to make you know get into a good fat loss phase eat for health next one is make sure you stay hydrated we've all heard the cliche that you know uh you're not really hungry you're just thirsty um it kind of applies but also if you're not fully hydrated it's the body doesn't perform as well if the body doesn't perform as well you don't lose as much fat so it's in your best interest to remain as hydrated as possible one good way i've got into of doing that is every time before i have any coffee or anything when i wake up in the morning first thing i do is i down a good big pint of water nice and cold and i just down it actually i down it with apple cider vinegar uh, just to get the gut health going I'm not sure if I totally believe in that, but the fact I'm just down in a pint of water before I've even got the day started is going to be really good for me and my energy levels. Um, Yes, I'll have a a bit of coffee after that, but I actually try and delay that now so that I'm not just relying on stimulants to wake me up. I actually wake up naturally and then the stimulants come in and make me feel better. Speaking of a morning routine, I guess... Point number four is that we're going to try and weigh in daily. So if you don't have a, if you only weigh yourself in the scales at the gym, uh, you're leading yourself towards getting bad, inconsistent results. Because um, say one day you go to the gym, you 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 don't have time to eat. You go there before work or before school, and you get to the gym. And first thing you you haven't even drunk much water or whatever. You got straight to the gym, and you stand on the scale and you see how much you weigh. You're like, oh cool, I weigh you know say 95 kilos. Um, and then in a week of working hard at your fat loss diet, you're like, right, I've been working hard at this for a week. 
going to try and weigh myself in again. You go back to the gym. But this time you go to the gym after work, after having breakfast, lunch, a snack, and, I don't know, three liters of water plus, right? And you've just you've got all of that in your, in your system. You maybe even have more clothes on than before. And you stand on the scales again. Well, guess what? You're probably going to end up weighing more. And uh, rather than get bummed out and be like, oh, this fat loss phase hasn't worked. I've actually gained fat or I've gained weight. And, and you go and cry yourself into a tub of Ben and Jerry's. Actually take a step back and realize why you've gained that weight because it is weight that you've gained on the scale, because it's the food that you've eaten. The food that you eat on a daily basis is going to contribute because you still have food in your system, you have water in your system, how hydrated you are, and there's a bunch of other things that can contribute to uh, the scale. And that's why people always say, oh, uh, the scale can lie to you. Don't buy too much into the scale. You know, it's not your weight that matters and all that. It's not true. As long as you have the same condition. So a good way to do do this is to weigh yourself daily. Buy a scale and every morning you get wake up, go to the toilet. Because um, doesn't everyone do that when they wake up, right? I don't know who these psychopaths are that wake up and don't need to go to the toilet. I'm assuming that you're not one of them. So you wake up, you go to the toilet and you stand on the scale and you just write that number down. And then over a week... You do that every day, and over a week, you've got your average. And then you can compare your weekly average from one week to the next, to the next, and the next. And you should see that scale gradually, or the, the weekly average, gradually go down. Um, again, depending on what your goal is that you set, it could be a kilo a week, it could be a little bit more, it could be a little bit less. But as long as the average is going down, you're heading in the right direction. Some days, you may weigh more than you did for you know you might have a high like for instance two days ago I had uh, my highest weigh-in for two weeks but that doesn't mean I've gained fat or done anything bad it just means I've had a higher weigh-in and my average is weekly average is still going down so we're fine oh yeah I forgot to mention the reason that we're doing um, fat loss tips and stuff is I figured that we'd do it this is halfway through now I'm, I'm talking about the intro this is feeling weirder and weirder and weirder as the podcast goes on. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Hopefully this all is good advice that you can use. But we're doing this because I was trying to think of uh, different topics of podcasts that I could do on my own because I realized that mine and Alex's schedules weren't going weren't gonna to mix too well. So I knew I had to do a solo podcast. I didn't want to leave you guys out because we've been consistent here every Tuesday, every Thursday for, for over four months now. So I wanted to keep it going. Rather than just delay it till Thursday, I figured I can record one on my own. So I thought of something that Alex would ha- wouldn't would have too much input for. And if you ever follow his Instagram, at collision underscore and underscore combat, you see that you know he doesn't care about how he looks. So I thought, I'll do fat loss tips because it's something that I can give to you. Um, it's also something I have a good bit of knowledge on because um, I decided that I wanted to go on a fat loss journey uh, just after... After New Year's, I realized I'd overdone it. I'm supposed to be a fitness professional. I need to look like I'm in shape. So on January the 1st, I weighed in at 104 kilos. At the minute, this is now what we're in. I'm recording this on May 1st, so you'll be listening to this May 2nd. And I'm down to 94.5 I was this morning, I believe, on my scales. So I think I'm coming at it from a position of experience with this. Obviously, it's been my job to make people lose weight as well, but more from 
these are going to be, or some of these uh, tips that are coming up are going to be from what I've learned in these last five months or so. So anyway, after I've introduced what this podcast is about, uh, 10 minutes into it, we're going to go to point uh, five. So we said weigh-in daily, you know, with the same conditions, ideally, and get to use average weigh-ins, stay hydrated. Um, another point on staying hydrated is that you should probably try and track, make sure you're tracking how much water you're doing. Don't just think, oh yeah, I probably had enough water today. Like, use uh, the same bottle and make sure that you've drank, ex- like say you use a litre bottle and you're trying to get through three litres of water a day, just make sure you fill it up and drink it three times in a day. And there you go, you've drunk three litres. Um, make sure you're eating for health and make sure you've got that goal set. And in fact, either right now or at some point today when you finish listening to this podcast, if if your goal, if, it doesn't matter what your goal is actually, it doesn't matter if it's fat loss or whatever, but write a three-month goal down, where you want to be in three months and even you can drop me a line at tj.strength. Probably on Instagram is the best way to slide on into my DMs. But you can look up TJ Strength Online Coaching on Facebook and send me a message. And let me know what that goal is. And I'd be happy to help you guys out. Now, on to point five. Really important point, actually, is to not worry about fat loss workouts. And by that, I mean your workouts should be, especially if you're a rugby player listening to this, your workout should be really, you know, uh, tactically laid out to either gain muscle or get your work capacity up or get your strength up or get your power up, all these good things. Um, and they should stay exactly the same, even if you're trying to lose some fat, because the only thing that should be changing is your diet. So say you're on a strength phase. Yes, you might have to dial volume back a little bit. But that's when we start to get a bit intricate, you'll feel a little bit beaten down. So start with a little bit lower volume, but don't worry about working out for fat loss. Worry about working out for gaining strength or keeping muscle or um, getting your power, doing developing a strong core, doing all these good things that you want to do for rugby. Keep them at the forefront of your training. Don't worry about training for fat loss. The fat loss will come through dieting. I see a lot of people that try and do like some insane conditioning workouts uh, with the sole goal of fat loss and you forget that that might just end up beating you up and if you end up being too beat up from doing too much conditioning sessions, they're they're really grueling, they tax your body and what happens is you end up losing muscle because the body needs the energy to do those grueling workouts rather than doing a smart strength training program, you're going to keep your muscle because your body needs it to uh, sh- to build that strength, it needs as much muscle as it can, so it's going to burn your fat. Um, by the same token, your conditioning stuff—if it's too grueling—also not only does it take away from your muscle, but it also just dips into your energy reserves. It makes you feel beaten up, and then you're not your strength. And your strength sessions on top of that aren't going to be as productive. So it's a good idea just to maybe the only the only difference I'd make to your training is maybe dial the volume back a little bit. But you still should be training almost exactly the same whether you're in a mass phase or you're in a fat loss phase. Those two things don't really matter. What matters is where you are in the season and what your current goals are. Any confusion at that, again, get in contact and I'll I'll help you guys out. Um, two more points on and then we're going to let you go. Hopefully this is actually going to fall within the 20 minutes. 
lol if this has already gone past 20 minutes i i my um recording software that i use doesn't actually tell me how many minutes we're doing just tells me how many bars in a minute we're about to reach 605 bars i don't know what that means so second to last point is back loading your food so a real good way uh of really of trying to lose some fat is um saving your calories up towards the end of the day now we've i think me and alex have definitely addressed this before but it's definitely a point that I've learned or I've really hammered home during my like little fat loss, my five-month fat, fat loss journey so far, four months, four-month fat loss journey so far, is um, if you, like, you're hungriest, you, you, most people are hungriest late at night. So, you know, around tea time um, or even after dinner, that's, you know, when you're sat in watching EastEnders, I hope, I actually really hope that none of you guys watch EastEnders, but that's like the most, that's the time where most people will get cravings, where they're trying to eat some sort of junk food or whatever's in the house. Um, that's when the cravings hit, is at night. So if you backload your calories, so for example, say you've got 3,000 calories to eat during the day, lucky you, you would eat maybe 1,000 of them only before 5 or 6 p.m. And then after that, you'd backload and you'd eat 2,000 calories after 5. And that means that you get to eat a real big meal um, so that you hopefully can get rid of these cravings. You get to eat a little bit of naughty, naughty foods because, um, I mean, just to get 2,000 calories from purely broccoli or however many calories from purely broccoli or just quote-unquote clean foods is going to be difficult so or more more the point is that you're going to have a little bit more leeway to have a, a little bit of the food that you enjoy so that gets rid of those cravings quite well um you get to eat a really big satisfying meal maybe even a three-course meal um and that number one sends you to bed nice and full and gets you a good night's sleep number two Again, you get the feeling of having a nice big meal, which is always satisfying. One of the hardest things about dieting is that you go through times of feeling hungry. Um, and yeah, that's when you get your cravings. So again, it's, it's a good time to eat lots of food. Another thing it's quite good at if you eat a lot of your calories during the evening is that another stressful thing about diet is like, the preparation and all the hassle that comes with it and if you're going to work or to school or whatever and you've got to eat every two hours and you've got five different Tupperware containers to take with you to work or to school that's a lot of effort and that's an effort that you probably aren't willing to put in for 12 weeks in order to get this result it's probably something that you're going to do for a week or so and give up um I've been there before uh I know countless people that have been there before and it just is highly stressful you want to set yourself up for as easy a diet period as you can you want it to be as easy as you can uh, as less stressful as possible so that you can get or so that the progress is simple you, you don't really feel like you're putting in the effort so you can really aim to put your effort towards the gym but just so that you can maintain doing that for a long period of time if it's really stressful you're not going to do it for more than a few weeks if it's easy you can keep it up for three four five months at a time and you'll be fine so definitely something to consider it's also a good thing that it gets you 
uh, how, if you only have like my my maybe my example of a thousand calories during the day was bad because that's still quite a lot. But um, if you have to eat quite low calorie during the day, it forces you to seek out really nutrient dense foods that you enjoy, such as you know, such as your, your standard fruit and veg. And there's lots of people that say, oh, well, I just don't like veg. And we're going to go back to the eating for health thing where you need to get, you know, lots of vegetables in. Lots of uh, berries are really good fruits to get in as well. Um, But just lots of whole nutritious foods. And you're going to have to find some stuff that you enjoy. Otherwise, you might end up being hungry during the day. So it's a good tactic that is uh backloading your food and eating most of your food at dinner time so definitely something i would consider if you are training in the evening even better because then you get to have a huge post-workout meal that's awesome if you're training the first thing in the morning then i would slightly load up some of your food towards around you know in and around your workout but i would still like account for these nighttime cravings and all the stressful things I said uh, or stress-free things that you can do during a day I'd still consider a lot of that because you still will get nighttime cravings even if you train in the morning or at lunchtime or whatever so definitely something to consider and now ladies and gentlemen I'm nearly done talking to my laptop like a freak but before we are I've got my last point which is plan a maintenance phase after you've reached your goal so um say your goal is a period of time rather than an actual target weight it can be either of those it doesn't really matter but once you've got to your goal and you're going to get there trust me write it down you're going to get there um you're going to plan a four to eight week maintenance phase now what does this really mean this means that you just are going to try and sit at the same weight that you've already been in or that you've got to um reason being is that when you diet down your body isn't used to being at this lower weight it doesn't know what it feels like it wants to get back it wants to get comfortable it wants to get to the weight that you've been sitting at before you started diet or even just a little bit heavier it wants to get heavier so almost the worst thing that you can do is go straight into a bulking phase because your body will put some of that fat back on what you're trying to do by having a maintenance phase after your cutting phase is finding or teaching your body a new set point. This means that your body is now comfortable at this lower weight. It's less hassle for you to eat at that lower weight or to stay at that lower weight. And your body, in, in general, you'll just get your body is now used to being at that lower weight. Then, when you go into a bulking phase, if as long as you've got your training and your diet on point. This means that you're going to hopefully now gain what the weight that you do gain is going to be muscle rather than fat. If you were to go straight into a bulking phase, there is a good chance that a lot of that could be fat. And that ends the podcast for today. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. Um, me rambling to my laptop like an absolute nutter has been worth it for you guys. Um, if you did enjoy it, please let me know. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. I will read the, a bunch out on the next show um, and actually just slide on in, into my DMs there, as I said before. Tell me your goal and just let me know if you enjoyed this podcast because it has been kind of weird and I still feel weird talking to it and I know I've said that a few times now, but it would be nice to know that this advice has been helpful. So go ahead, 
Go to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Uh, even if you think it's, this one sucked, but you like the others, give us a five-star review. Or if you think that this one was much better because you didn't have to listen to Alex's terrible mic and lack of teeth, uh, go ahead and let us know on iTunes. Um, if you would like to pick up um, the 13-week program downloaded straight to your phone through the Train Heroic app, uh, the Rugby Muscle Beast program is available at tjstrength.com forward slash guides. As always, well, actually not as always, but right now, myself and Alex are available for one-on-one online coaching. We take care of your programming, your diet. Um, we give you advice on your lifts. We're basically your little, um, you're our padder one. So what does that make us? Your Jedi master? Don't know what it makes us. Makes us whatever, wherever it is. You're our Padawan. We take care of you and we get you where you want to be. Uh, hit us up on rugby-muscle.com for more information on that. And I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Maybe with Alex, maybe not. Thanks for listening.